0: petersfield's shine radio <laughs> welcome to dogs with jobs you're with me kate fairweather and i'm here with alan parton at the local charity hounds for heroes based in ramsdean hello alan
1: hello how are you <laughs> i'm
0: good and thank you for having me here and i'm we we have two dogs in the room with us yeah. tell us about hounds for heroes what what do you do
1: Well, um, well, at Hounds for Heroes, we're a charity that was set up uh, many moons ago, 11 years ago. It was set up by serving and ex-serving officers and personnel from the armed forces. Uh, And we place assistance dogs with the injured and disabled of the armed forces. And we also decided in the very inaugural meetings to include another group of heroes, policemen, firemen and paramedics. So, and... You know we deal with physical disabilities though we are getting clients that will come with with emotional package as well as you know when you're badly injured and as in my own case i had two attempts at headley court so of suicide so you know there there, there is that side of it but we, what we wanted to do is train assistance dogs to deal with these the, the 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 disabilities that present one of the other things we wanted to do is fully fund the cost of the dog so uniquely we pay the food the veterinary costs and the insurance we don't Means test, and uh, whether you're a private sergeant, captain, lieutenant, colonel, or whatever, we fully fund the cost of the dog. We train the dogs for two years and then we place the dogs with the clients for eight years, and the dog must retire at ten. One of the principles of the charity was no cadet, as we call them, would come on parade unless the money was in the bank. So for two years, we had to raise the money for Squadron 1.
0: So you want to know you can fully fund it exactly. before you yes. commit.
1: So our aim in the early days it. for the first mm. squadron of six dogs we took on, uh, that was Colonel, Flanders, Monty. Uh, <laughs>
0: very very uh, military yeah, names well, there. Well,
1: Juno, off the D-Day beaches. And one was quite significant locally. We named one Yomper after Richard Hollington and Royal Marine had lost his life of in course, Afghanistan. Yeah. And we've also had one in Squadron 1 called Red 4, and we were the beneficiaries in the early days of the Bournemouth Air Show and the money raised came to us. And sadly, John Eggins, the Red Arrows pilot, lost his life. Mm-hmm. So the Red Arrows and Emma, his wife, his widow, came up and said, how about Red 4 for you know, his position in the Red Arrows? So Red for <laughs> short." And, you know, we, we raised that money and then it took us two years to raise, you know, to train those that initial squadron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for four years we didn't really have much to show, but we've hit the ground running since. And, and on the wall there, there's a list of squadrons. We're just coming up to Squadron Twelve. Okay. We've now decided to. So re- each
0: squadron is like an intake of dogs. Yes,
1: it is. We do. Two Are squadron- they
0: related to each other? Uh, we
1: have had some really good breeders. Uh, which we use again and again. They've got some lovely lovely Labradors, lovely golden retrievers and they've made it through all the training and to retirement because now we're at that stage where we're retiring dogs and breeding on the successor dogs. So that's quite...
0: That must feel quite good as having founded the charity to... to to see that whole it, it is uh,
1: it, it, it is it's it's that investment you know because we always commit you know we're not just a one dog wonder mm. hopefully some of the people will be coming back for their fourth dog eventually you know mm. and but we can manage that you know doing the eight years with the client we know when they're coming up to six years mm. we need to increase the aftercare visits we can see what the dog's really doing um, get on top of it and then we rush back to the factory the doggy factory here yeah. in Ramstein <laughs> and we look in there and see what dogs we've got that have those skills because there are different dogs there are some clod right. dogs that will, if you drop something, pick it up. If you're on prosthesis to artificial legs, you won't need the dog to do so much jumping up a, as as someone in a wheelchair so you know we'll have some dogs that are we call the A grade dogs that will give you everything can work to someone with a high level neck injury right. but equally you have some dogs as, as with anyone in life you have these this graph of skills some are one end some are the other so we can use some of our lesser talented dogs on the lesser disabilities or whatever but equally we have some dogs if someone you know because you don't have to be blown up in war to have one of our dogs you can have parkinsons mm-hmm. you can have ms and these are quite degenerative conditions and we've seen you placed a dog, you think, oh, that dog's a bit stupid. In the early days, possibly yes. But as the condition goes downhill for the client...
0: And the relationship the, grows. The dog gonna... gets
1: better. And for the client, they don't actually necessarily get to see a decline in their abilities. Mm-hmm. There's a physical decline, but actually the dog takes the workload on, there's this lovely sort of status, you know, where they're they're still able to achieve what they did. And, you know, obviously there may be, there may be a point... So, so where,
0: you mean the dog may be doing more, uh, but yes, from the a, client's point yeah, of view, yeah, they can still do the yeah, same things, it's just yeah. the dog's... Take you know where on. they
1: might have switched the light off. <clears throat> now, when they get into bed, the dog can get off the bed if they're allowing the dog on the bed and go off and switch the light off. Oh. You know, and, and it's been you know so it's some, a, you kind know, of
0: compensatory in a yeah. way. But
1: when, when we set up Hounds for Heroes, I was looking for somewhere in the Midlands, some offices in the Midlands where we were in the centre of England, sort of thing where people could get to us because I'm, I'm focusing on the ability of the disabled person to get to us here to come down for assessment days and such like. But ironically, out the blue, our landlord and landlady, Robin and Begita contacted me out the blue and said we're here you're looking for premises we came up to have a look and this site here is incredible you know we we're the only yeah. county in the land that has an army navy and air force in it so wasn't it meant to be and the people of like petersfield it. i mean originally my history goes back to when i was vice chairman of canine partners uh, where we were based here and then we moved to midhurst and in a strange sort of way i'm back <laughs> but with a new organisation and uh, you know we we, you know it it seemed to work and this was for the armed forces and the emergency services and it really has leapt off the board and the support we got from the armed forces in those initial days really mattered you know we had the yeoman regiment raise £60,000 the tornado regiment £40,000 you know HMS Illustrious before she scrapped Lusty she raised money for us and and it really did the armed forces really rallied to this cause because it was about us doing something for our own injured, disabled and traumatised colleagues.
0: And actually, just sitting here in your office, Alan, because you've got lots of wonderful photos, there are lots of, well, military paraphernalia in a lot of the photos, but also I love the fact that you've got all these squadrons of dogs up on your whiteboard and... Am I wrong? Is every name there vaguely military?
1: It is. I mean, we've had, because we did the emergency services, we yeah. got some quite poignant names, like, for instance, Fleur. Yes. You might think it's quite weird, but Fleur was named after the first female firefighter that was killed on active duty in, in Bristol. The supermarket where she was fighting the fire and collapsed on her. We've just got Alice, and she was named after a, a, a paramedic who lost her life. Uh, okay, so, and then you've
0: got great battles or you've got well, names. An we, we have
1: Wellington, we've had a Dan Buster, Shrugton, <laughs> Gibson, Avro, Merlin, Spitfire engine and a helicopter and a tank, ironically. And, Which is the tank? Uh, I'd be Merlin, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, but the other thing I've always, I've been quite naughty in a sense female military names are quite difficult yes. but ironically naval ships tend to be named after to the she in, yes. so we Hermione well they were always she's
0: yeah. aren't well, they well ships?
1: Hermione was my, my first ship and then we've we've had the uh, Aurora there is another one Poppy? Uh, yeah Poppy, again, she was lovely. She was one wee puppy walk. She came in and worked alongside Rookie and, and EJ for a while. Uh, Phoebe,
0: a, yeah. HMS Phoebe.
1: Uh, so, yeah, some of the names are, are quite good, but we tried to to have quite significance. And we had a lip golf club wanting to name a dog. And they came up with Bunker, which we accepted. So Bunker was quite good. It's a nice. That's quite
0: a satisfying name. I like that. It is, (laughs) because a
1: lot of golfers went, well, end up in the bunker. But yes, we thought, was it military? And then we had the oil platform, uh, wanted one called Bruce, the famous oil with the Bruce uh, rig. And we said, well, that's not really a military name. But then we found a Scottish colonel called Sir Bruce. So we were able to introduce Sir Bruce. So this dog was called Sir Bruce. And it seemed to to ring with him a lovely black Labrador. So all the names, and I wanted them to be significant. So when that Mm. client, as I do, has that bad day, they can look in the eye of the dog and think a lot went into it, a lot Mm. of history behind it. And we had all the Isle of Wight military cadets uh army cadets navy cadets air cadets they they raise money for one called warrior and obviously the famous war horse come yep. from the isle of wight so warrior was was quite nice there gosh so there's
0: a blend of military and local references well, it's, it's actually worked that. quite well and yeah. you know um,
1: and as i say each dog you know we uh, what's the other one uh cleopatra is another leander yeah. class frigate so she's called cleo for short uh, but it was it was quite relevant and uh, I hope that everyone sort of gets that, you know, mm. and we've been lucky that BAE have done uh, Monty. Uh, we've had one dog called Ali. Now, that's an odd name, but we had the family that lost their son in Afghanistan, the Brining, James Brining, was was killed in an incident in Afghanistan, and the family have raised an incredible amount of money in his memory, mm. and they wanted a dog called Ali. Now, in the regiment, when you're going ashore looking really smart of an evening to go and get the girls or the girls to go and get the boys, you're looking really Ali. Okay. And uh, the family said, "Could they have a name called Ally?" So again, girly name was quite nice. Went to a chocolate Labrador, and you know, it, we can't bring back the fallen, but we can do something to remember them. And we obviously, you know, we we want to be you know to have significant names, you know, and that's just a reminder to the person in the wheelchair the person that maybe is feeling sorry for himself or herself, you know, just think of what, what went into that name and why and what it represents. And sometimes it just brings you back and you think, yeah, that's of someone who isn't here today to be able to moan, isn't someone here to be able to complain, and actually just puts everything into perspective. doesn't mean it's wrong to feel that way, doesn't feel to be wrong that, you, you know, you feel is it all worth going on, but just occasionally when you look into that very dedicated eye of that dog that just will give you everything... You think, yeah, absolutely, this is what it's about.
0: If people want to support, I mean, I'll put some links on, on the bottom of the website Mm -hmm. and in the show notes on this episode. Um, how, How can people help or get involved?
1: the best way people can help and be involved and I was the face of the British Legion Poppy Appeal uh, and they said did I mind being photographed with a model and I thought Kate Moss, Claudia (laughs) Schiffer but they eventually, the poster I did was with the infamous Poppy Man and I did this poster up in London and then when it was revealed on this big hoarding at Waterloo Station I shut up on the train to see it, a bit vain I suppose but what blew me away was the the, the bit under the wheelchair, the number there are over 900,000 injured servicemen and women in the country today that's not including the emergency services where we help nine hundred thousand. And what people can do is let people know we exist. Yeah. Uh, because when you go home, so share. You know, share. And and I mean, media. you know, you will know someone in your community. You've got to nine hundred thousand. They're, they're mm-hmm. in our community, and this affection. It used to be called HMS Meon, you know, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of naval types around here and stuff like that. But there will be somebody that was, and, and equally, we're not only interested in those injured today. Yep. I'm interested in the 18-year-old injured in in the Falklands, which we're commemorating now, the 40th of the year. Mm. Uh, you know, those injured in the Troubles in Northern Ireland, the first and second Gulf War. Mm. It's not just about those injured today. You know, and there there are people that have been struggling on for so long, haven't got a reason to go out every day, have sort of isolated now with home shopping. They can find an excuse not to go out, not to engage. But actually, one of our dogs, they won't have any of that. You know,
0: so people can help with fundraising donations yes puppy walking is that
1: puppy something walking you is hard with? puppy walking is, is hard I, I you know if we had 100 puppy walkers we could have 100 puppies but it is difficult and and appreciate people have new lifestyles now and such like but you know these wonderful people that can attend puppy class here in petersfield we have a a distance limit because you don't want to be driving puppies over hours to come to mm. a puppy class and then hours back. We have a, a roughly about a 25 mile hour radius, you know, in the area, okay. uh, and, and that's really important. And that role is, is phenomenal because without puppy parents, you know, we couldn't do the job. And ironically, if it hadn't been for Endel's puppy parent, I wouldn't be here today.
0: So, briefly, if you will, what do people need to Offer if they to, to be a, a to, to be parent. a puppy
1: parent. You need to have a vehicle to be able to come to puppy class. Yep. Uh, a, a, a suitable vehicle for a dog. Uh, you equally need to have time. You can't work full time. You can't put the dogs in the freezers as well. You go to walk. So really, as someone at home, we have a maximum time we like the dogs to be left for. You know, not in the early days as a puppy because they live in a crate and they'll bark to go out and you don't want to have accidents. You need to have the time, a garden. And and the, the, the time to come to puppy classes. And the aim is we do three puppy classes on a row here at the training centre. And the fourth one, we come and do a home visit. And right. that's so if the dog is starting to learn to bark at the postman or whatever, we can train the person in okay. their environment. Cause
0: and how long does that puppy parenting period go on it's for? It's
1: 14 months.
0: And is that one puppy parent with one dog yes it is okay so it's a 14 uh, yeah. month commitment. and normally
1: we do find that you know when they come in with the puppy in their arms to wipe away the tears we give them another one as they're going out the door <laughs> so we we'll try and capture them quite quickly uh, but no we've had some puppy parents here do four or five dogs Lovely. and successfully through to placement and when the, the dog is eventually partnered what we ask of the puppy parents is they keep a photographic record of what happens and when the dog is handed over formally at the graduation the puppy parents get to meet the client and they produce this wonderful album because nobody knows what went on in those oh, early lovely. years the client is getting a dog at two years what happened before mm-hmm. advanced training is advanced training there's not anything really exciting about that but equally we have what we call uh, fosterers that when the dogs come into advanced training the, the dogs so
0: hang on this is they've done their basic training yeah. over that 14 month yeah. period advanced training is that when they're with their partner. No,
1: no, no, advanced training they come in here to the training center every day. Okay. And what we try and do is then look for families that can look after the dog in the evenings. Got it. So we go and collect so the dog. That's local to Petersville. Local gain and and it's for people and I mean we we had one the manager of Waitrose in Petersfield doing it, a school teacher because you know they've got a dog at the weekend mm. uh, and they can go out and do walks and in the evening but you know we have the dogs during the day and we do the technical work, because puppy parents aren't dog trainers. Yeah. And what we want to That's do... That's about
0: social, isn't it? It, it?
1: is. Absolutely, they, so they socialise, they get to meet people, they learn all the niceties of life. But the technical bits, how you take a tin off the shelf, it's important to get it right. Yeah. You, you don't... You know, we don't give our dogs squeaky toys. Now, there's no good reason for that in the assistance dog world. The last thing you want them to do is pick up an iPhone and then try and make it squeak. <laughs> so we don't encourage biting down on anything. So everything we do is quite orchestrated and for a rhyme and rhythm, yeah. you know, and we induct puppy parents as we do the, the fosterers who yeah. will look after our dogs. And ironically, I have to say, during lockdown, we had the most amazing group of people, because they're in lockdown, mm. looked after our dogs. Mm. And uh, the, we, we've all got some dogs that haven't been placed and they're nearly four now. It's, it's just the way it went. But they, boy, have they been socialised well and looked after. And the way we looked at it was sort of like a student gap year. Mm. They went off centre stage right for a gap year and then mm. they bounced back. The pe- everyone kept everything ticking over, and they've come back into the training centre. And we've since placed about six now since Amazing. lockdown. You know, we haven't lost any because of lockdown, but we just had these wonderful families that mm-hmm. just kept everything ticking over.
0: Okay. Fantastic.
1: No, thank, thank you very right. much indeed. Thank
0: you so much for no, your no, no, time, don't thank and me. it's been riveting yeah, no. and lovely. <laughs>
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, I hope you're well. Rise and shine. Do you know what day it is, guys? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We're back in the groove, aren't we, with Rise and Shine this week? We are. Hit the ground running. Rise and shine. We are doing Petersfield Parenting, about life as a family in Petersfield. JC Creasy.
0: Yes, good morning, Alan, to you and to all your listeners. Rise and shine, my friends, rise and
1: shine. Petersfield people will know this story. You can
0: catch Rise and Shine every weekday morning. Shine.
1: Every day has something happening.
0: Petersfield Shine Radio.